0: what's up what's up good people welcome to think Ain't illegal yet ian here again uh so this one this one uh, if you're not fan of football uh, then please uh, you don't have to listen because i think it's been a minute since i've actually mentioned the game that we all love the entire world loves and i mean football not whatever the americans play over there and it's i don't even know where this is going to go but i i don't even know where i was reading out any of this Uh, but the thought came to my mind and i decided how comes i'm not talking about football and I tried to do a space at some point with a pal of mine on Twitter just so that uh, we could have all the football guys come in and we could just be chatting about football, the FPL, you know, the league, the Champions League, but where's the motivation, you know, the Champions League, but I'm, I'm, I've grown up on watching football on Tuesday, great football happens on Tuesday, other than of course the e p l on the weekend, but Champions League is Tuesday and then... My team has been playing in the Europa League for, like, I don't know how long, and it's so depressing, and we never even win it. And then here we are, confirmed, we're back in the Champions League, and I just thought, uh, how come that we ever actually shared... Why I hate some teams, why I love some teams, and then because a podcast is just like a diary where I get to write down everything. So on this one, this is my online diary. I get to speak on it, and probably in a few years I'll listen and see whether my mindset has changed about a few things. But we know we never change teams. We know we are loyal to a fault. We know why we love the game, and I just wanted to put it out there what i think of certain teams and what i think of certain coaches and i'll just let it go how it goes so anyone who was hoping for some motivational podcast episode uh this isn't it so you can just drop off but if you love football if you love that game then let's let's just go so like you know, ball is life, and in my opinion, the EPL is the best league in the world. I like to. There's been arguments for the Bundesliga, uh, the Eredivisie, uh, La, uh, La Liga, uh, what is this, this Italian Serie A, and League One, which is or League Ah, whatever the French like to call it. But the thing is. Those leagues simply lose a bit of their credibility because of, I think with the, other than, with the exception of maybe Syria, because even if Juve have won it so many times, there is always that little bit of fluctuation here and there because of AC, Inter, and then Juve again. Now La Liga, it's always Madrid or Barcelona. Every 10 years, Atletico Madrid will sneak in, but it's always Madrid or Barcelona. Madrid, Barcelona. And as much as Madrid and Barça and Atletico do lose a few games to the other opponents in the squad, it's the other opponents in the league, it just rarely happens. Like every season, you start the season, it's always who will beat. Madrid, who will beat Barcelona. It's always the two. For Bundesliga, do I even need to say anything? I think Bayern have won 12 of the last 11 leagues. As in, it doesn't even matter who is their coach, which player. Like, it's always a shock if another league, if another team wins. I think BVB are their biggest rivals. A uh, Red Bull tried to be sneak and bought uh, RB Leipzig, and yeah, but you're not allowed to name a squad after a company or something like that, so they had to be creative and call it RB Leipzig. But the shirt sponsors is Red Bull, as we're not stupid. But yeah, it happens, and still, it's always Bayern, and then. Uh, I won't even talk about the red vc and then there is league one which again please psg uh okay league one psg that's all you need to think or to know about league one now for the best league in the world which is the premier league this is uh, i'm trying to list my best the top six And it pains me so much that in the top six, some squads are in there because I'd really like to give honorable mentions to some squads that I think uh, have had a bigger impact on the Premier League. Oh man, it actually hits me just now that I can't speak like this about the Kenyan Premier League. And I used to live 10 minutes from the stadium and that's 10 minutes in walking distance from Kasarani actually even high off, for heaven's sake, which is where most games used to happen. And I've watched like a handful of them. This is so sad for me as a Kenyan. Ah, but it is what it is. This is about the EPL. That least l'epiphany will disappear. So yeah, but I'll try. I used to be a fan of 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 uh Tasca and then simply because I didn't want to go with the tribal clubs, which were Gore and FC, which are the biggest. But that's just the thing, I think. It's... I feel like their fans are not there because they like football, because of the tribes. And that's just one of the issues I have with Kenyan football, It's that it's never really... The football culture is more of... Uh, not even community, but tribe centered teams so the two biggest are supported by the uh, two massive tribes and then anybody else now who just wants to support such a culture but i just imagine if we had football forget even these ones that are owned by big core and all this other Whew. i digress kenyan football i will find a i'll speak on it so for the epl so i'll go Top six has always been, I'll start with the best one, Arsenal and Manchester United. And then, this one is paining me to put them in there. Actually, no, Man City. And then now the one that pains me. Ah, no, yes, Liverpool. Actually, Liverpool, then Man City. Then, of course, now the two useless teams that don't really need to be there, Chelsea and Spurs. Now, Spurs are in here out of sheer luck because they have won uh, Champions League final appearance similar to Arsenal, which is why I felt it was only fair to put them there and they have been decent in their football management over the past few years, especially that massive fate of building that a billion pound stadium that... Uh, would have crippled some squads if they decided to do that, especially knowing they're not going to win any trophies. Like, Arsenal did something with loans and stuff like that to build the Emirates. And and uh, we are still recovering. And Spurs seem to be doing a little too well financially for a team that's built a billion pounds stadium. I mean, do the maths a billion pounds is a boatload of money. I mean, Madrid are probably... and Bayern are probably the only ones who can do that. I don't know about City, but they've never really spoken about their, score, their stadium because they don't even have enough funds to fill the stadium they're in right now. Just, anyway. My biases are beginning to show even before I begin speaking about it. So, for me, I'll just say... At the end of the day, when it comes to footballing identity and football culture, football styles, a fan base, the importance of a team over the many years that the team has existed, I'd say there's only maybe four that really matter to the EPL again. I'll even be fair with this, I'll say Manchester United, they are very very important, Arsenal of course, Liverpool. And again, pain in my chest, but Chelsea, they've skipped Spurs, they've skipped Man City on that list, and I just wanted to speak on all the six teams, and some things might get lost, and, well, yeah, I've realized if someone were giving me a speech and they digress this many times, I'd probably just walk out. So... The beauty of this is, it's a podcast, you can either fast forward or you can just stop listening, but please do listen, because you love me, and I'm awesome, and I'm speaking to myself, speaking to a microphone, drinking water, because I'm old, and I'm speaking about football, which we all love, I mean, if you don't love football, what do you love, what do you do on the weekends, shitty things like chilling with your wife? who does that? Yeah. Anyway, okay. don't hate me. Anyway, so, uh, I mean, City, City have won um, so many titles, yes, for the past, I think, since 2010. Manchester City have won the most leagues, and, and, they... They are. Uh, they actually have a very big chance of winning the Champions League. I was actually, a, I'm, I'm a big supporter of City winning it simply because I feel like they've been trying too much, and now all the all the issues I had about them uh, buying teams like this, I feel like the world has already gone past that. It's like the fear we had of a new pandemic. Growing up, we just knew about. Uh, I forgot what the name of that, the Black Plague, and you just thought to yourself, what would happen if we had another massive pandemic in the world? And then we had Ebola, and then we had I don't know what, and then now we had, uh, we had COVID. And now the world sort of has plans and contingencies for what they'll do in case another pandemic shows up. So I feel like we've gotten past that point where now, uh we're worried about city and them winning champions league i mean if they win let them win so what chelsea have to and nobody cares so yeah go ahead let them win let pep leave let's see uh city without pep let's see them at least try and build on a different squad now, like I love that they have a manager and that they've been so loyal to that one manager, sort of like Liverpool, sort of like Arsenal were with Wenger, United were with uh, Ferguson, that's just one of the things that build a club's identity because managers stay there for that long sort of Atletico and Diego Simeon who's been there like since forever but yeah, you get to identify a club with a certain style of play, certain culture even the fan base gets accustomed to a certain style of play which is beautiful uh but yeah i I just want city to win if hope they would they could win the champions league and i if they don't win it it's still cool because again nobody cares it's city they could win 10 and don't matter and i'll explain why when i actually speak about city so but i think my point is nobody who's a fan of football now especially legacy fans will really care about what city is doing they're just there like if there ain't if city are not playing one of the big six nobody other than their fans watches the games Manchester United could be playing Southampton and people will flock the screen the, the pubs and the, and will pay their Destiny subscriptions and their Showmax subscriptions to watch uh, that game. Arsenal could be playing a league a championship side and people will still watch the game. There is apparently going to be a pre season Arsenal versus Manchester United game in the United States. That's for kenyan that's going to be in the am like literally 2 3 am i'm not even sure but i promise you people are going to be up watching and it's a friendly it's a pre-season city does that and unless they're playing one of the top six nobody's going to watch other than their fans that's just it and now people like me who just legit love watching football i'd literally i'd watch Everton versus Leeds, just to see beautiful football. But anyone who's just there because they want to support, they, they value squads and stuff like that, fair. and the majority of football fans, they're not going to be bothered by City games, and that's just it. The group that's going to be legit invested in City, I'll, I'll speak on that later anyway so let's get into it (laughs) i know it's been almost 15 minutes i might have to split this podcast in like three bits which helps because i can put an ad somewhere in between but yeah so let's get into it sip of water Ah, and yeah (laughs) kaizen and Afra relax so I'll start, so here's Chelsea. I'm starting with the team I hate the most, the most, the most with all of my being. And anyone who knows me knows City and Spurs. I mean, I hate United, yes. Actually, no, I don't even hate them, It's a big word. I just love a little rivalry. I love the banter. But Chelsea, I legit hate that squad. I legit everything. I hate everything about what Chelsea is about, and let me just talk about Chelsea so fast. Chelsea, yes, they've been around for a minute, they've been around, and they've had uh, Drogba and Essien and Salimontari and Anelka, I mean, yes, Chelsea have had, I remember, like most of the squad, they also have some legends which is a very good test of a team's uh, identity. Like, they've had games where people can say, yes, that guy has contributed a lot to what Chelsea is. But I feel like uh, they, for me, they ruined football for me. And I, I know we had United who had money at some point. And, but look at Ferguson signings. As much as at that time, what is small money you uh, convert it converted to now money? It's actually a lot. But I don't know who remembers when Chelsea bought Fernando Torres from Liverpool for like 50 million pounds. And at the time, it was an English record, I think. I'm not even sure whether it was a world record, but it was an English footballing record signing. And for me, I was like that ruined football. Because goddamn Fernando Torres was amazing at Liverpool. Jesus is Lord. That was a fantastic football player. £50 million pounds from Liverpool to Chelsea. So, that was Roman Abramovic. I almost said Latin. That was one of his signings. And that was when we started seeing, H, this is money. Money has come into the Premier League. And it was... I don't think financial fair play was there. I don't remember. I haven't really done my research. This is simply me, as a football fan, talking. I haven't done research. This is not informed opinion. This is me. And that's why it's a podcast. So, if you want to research, I'm sure you'll find... Most of the stuff I'm saying is correct, anyway, <laughs> yeah. because yes, I know my history. But yes, to fifty something million pounds, and I felt like that one was the one that cut me the most. Because from that, that's when now you started hearing the signings of Bale. I don't know how much to Madrid, and then Eto went to a squad called Anji Machacala somewhere, and he was being paid, I, I don't know how many. I think he was earning what Ronaldo and Messi are making now. Eight, ten years ago, like it didn't even make sense why you're paying someone a whole entire ministry's yearly budget in a month. It didn't even make sense, but that's where football, that's what happened, that's what we devolved to since that signing. And I know older guys have uh, maybe more data and maybe they'll say it's United who ruined it. All I know is it's not us and all. so you do you with that information but I feel like that was just a horrible signing also I look at Chelsea fans and I'm like yes there's Chelsea fans who live in London who are from the original home of the EPL which is the UK and I get fans who are Chelsea fans from there and then I see fans who again there's how football works is there is age groups it's like or is it age sets and i understand football chelsea football fans who are born say 90 no say from the year 2000 something like that 2002 i think let's just say 2000 because they came in And Roman, I think he bought Chelsea. I don't remember when he bought Chelsea, actually. But uh, these fans, and I know this for a fact, who are Chelsea fans, who want legit Chelsea fans. They jumped ship from United, Arsenal, Liverpool. Because that's when Liverpool had started uh, going towards, uh, I think they were heading towards their final Champions League win for like 15 years and then disappear off the face of the earth. So they were seeing, some fans from Liverpool were saying that their team was going to spiral. They jumped ship. Arsenal uh, also uh, wasn't looking too good. Uh, Some fans jumped ship. United, some fans jumped ship. Fans that we don't love and this is one of the reasons why most Arsenal, Manchester United, Liverpool fans really hate Chelsea is because we saw our best mates, we saw our friends, we saw our brothers and our cousins all jump ship to a squad that was a rival simply for the money because they followed Roman Abramovich money and now they're all saying they're Chelsea fans and they're our eight mates so they're deserters, they're Judases, and I hate them for it. And if you're a Chelsea fan and you're my age, or you're within my age set, five years, uh, uh, shit, I just got something across my eye. Yeah, within my age set, I hate you. So, Chelsea. Fans are, okay, half of them from around the world, plastic fans. And I said I understand the ones that were born five years before Roman, but it's good coming on forward because those ones literally just grew up seeing Chelsea win matches, seeing Chelsea win trophies, seeing Chelsea compete with arsenal and united and liverpool and even city and actually winning stuff and then they go ahead and fire a coach two games into the champions league final the assistant roberto di Matteo, i think comes in for one game and wins the champions league and apparently he's an amazing coach and that's just shitty and that game was like the worst anyway First, so Chelsea came in with the money, and then they, just like City, are a trophy chasing club. So, if uh, they simply come in, buy a boatload of players, try a challenge for the league, send 20 of them on loan somewhere, and then leave a trail of forgotten players, forgotten coaches, and end up with zero culture. Like, What is Chelsea's culture? What are they doing? And I get football is about trophies, but really, is that all it's about? Like, where is the beauty of the game? Where is the camaraderie? Like, Chelsea is just there. They're just surviving there. Zero culture, zero identity. So yes, they have two Champions League cups. I won't lie. But ask anyone to mention Champions League winners in history. And people will go to Inter, AC Milan. First, Mourinho's Inter Milan was just amazing. They will go to Porto. They will go to Madrid, Barcelona. Nobody even cares that Chelsea won to Champions League. Because they're just not a team that anyone cares about. They're just there. Chelsea will come in like na na huko, Muko number five or six or 10 or 15 when you're listing Champions League winners, you know. And then this season, Chelsea goes ahead and builds the biggest squad I've ever seen. There are like three busloads of players. If we count academy, if we count youth and count players on loan, and then the squad, Chelsea are expanding their squad room because they can't fit in there. It's like a campaign hall or something like you remember back in high school or something when you or oh, in drama festivals where like people had to look in through the windows that is what Chelsea are Chelsea are massive some players are actually changing into game shoes and to game, game wear outside the changing room because they don't fit that is they built a massive squad and it's just like a like a squad that doesn't fit because they're trying to be like Madrid where you're just buying the best players out there. But zero culture, zero identity means these players won't gel. You have a World Cup... Uh... Did he win? No, I don't think he won. No, no, no. Yeah. But you have a, a massive defender, massive captain in Thiago Silva. You had... You have Czech training your goalkeepers in your academy. You have players like Hazard who used to grace your pitches, and he's he he he's probably still a fan. And then here you have Golo Conte who nobody can hit. And then you have I don't know Harvard. You don't know. As in Modric can comes in. Uh, Jao Felix comes in. You have Obama As in find me a squad that will have all these players and find a way to play them you have world class players but how are you going to make this team gel if you don't even know what you're going for and that's my problem with Chelsea this season as in for me I'm just saying Chelsea forget even coming into the top four top six can just figure out what your shit is what are you looking for Find one struggle and stick with it. Is your problem a coach? Because you damn sure can change coaches. That's what's, that's one thing. Is your struggle players? Because you have a billion players. They have a very expensive squad that is winning zero games. As in Chelsea, it's just trash. What's your, what type of player are you looking for? You go to United, they know the type of players they're looking for. They made a mistake with Faghost, I think. But at least you can see there's a score there. You can see when they buy the Butcher and they have Bruno in midfield. You know that's what they're trying to do there. You see? When they buy... Okay, I will not praise Sancho. That's just nonsense. But they had Greenwood. <laughs> you see? They have... Uh, Father Teresa Rashford there who we know his style of play we know matial is there who is literally just a football player who loves to play ball, that guy is not even a United fan, that guy just walks into the pitch every morning he, he leaves home, kisses his wife and goes like I'm going to work like I would and just goes like give me the ball, I'll figure out what to do with it and I'll score goals he's like Zlatan, just I'm here to do my thing He knows his job. But Chelsea have no clue what they are doing. Pick a struggle, you fools. Pick a struggle. I mean, you think of a Chelsea squad meeting, and I don't know whether it was Avengers Endgame or Infinity, but that's what comes to mind. Like when... when uh, I forget his name, but he says, Hey, Cup. And then... Dr. Strange does his thing and like a billion people show up as an army. That's my thought process when I think about it. That's the picture that comes to my mind. And I think of the Chelsea squad. Bunch of players with no idea what they're going to do on the pitch. And then I might speak like this and then they go beat us and all after not winning any game. for I don't know how many. After not winning, I think five or ten games in a row. So Chelsea are basically a squad, big money, their style of play is maybe massive defense of like 10 players since Mourinho started parking the bus and then they just play that one or two counter will work because we both you know, can't string three passes together since Hazard left and then they just go with that style of we will build a two, no, a 40 man squad play three seasons with them, win one trophy, ship out everyone, start again from scratch, win another trophy, that's how Chelsea plays, and that's just shit football for me, so again Chelsea, figure out your shit man, plus I hate all of you, what nonsense is that, Damn with Chelsea, I'll probably mention them somewhere else, then mm-hmm. let's go, Liverpool, now, Liverpool. Now, this is one of the squads I respect. I absolutely respect Liverpool. Uh, I am speaking from a point of this current season that we're in, uh, going backwards. So, if you only remember Liverpool from 2005 and stuff like that, that's on you. And this is not about predictions or anything, but I just, again, it's my podcast. So, Liverpool. If you ask Liverpool, do they have legends, you can name like 50 of them. Because that simply means at one point in time, they had guys who really played the beautiful game of football really well. And they did massive things with that. And the fans in the country and the fans over the world loved them. And the rivals all over the world hated them, but they loved them for their contributions to the game and their contributions to the team. And they feared them when every time they came to play their squads. Those, that's how legends are made. That's how Messi is. That's how Ronaldo is. That's how. Uh, okay, I hate uh, guys, I won't even mention them. That's how Dalgish was. That's how Torres was. That's how Gerard was this and the older guys can mention those ones who are playing in 1970 I couldn't care about them but yeah that's just it 20 years from now there is going to be guys who won't even remember the greatness that was the woody hand and that just sad that's evolution that's football so Liverpool biggest challenges again like Arsenal, and i guess now chelsea is the american united is they have american owners and these guy's one thing i hate about american owners is they're never really in it for the game they're in it for for the profits they're in it for the money and that usually means they don't listen to the fans they don't listen to what the fans are saying the complaints and that just ruins the game. So today, does does Liverpool have a culture? Yes. What's their play? Do they have a playing style? Uh, yes. They are a very high pressing squad. They have to very quick transition. Especially when Mane was there, you could just see just how easily they could turn a defense into an attack. They have a um, beautiful beautiful global fan base that i think nobody even hates maybe united fans hate liverpool but i really don't even think anybody hates liverpool fans do you hate liverpool fans you are listening because why i mean they're just there <laughs> they're just never letting their team walk alone cheating market called mode i hate i like it never walk alone it's a nice one. I don't get to shit on it, but yeah. So, they have a massive global fan base that loves them and supports them and has been with them through some of the biggest trophy droughts in history. And they were always there. I mean, they're almost as loyal as Arsenal fans. So, that's a team with an identity like... Do they have a fighting spirit? Yes. It's very difficult for you to see Liverpool give up on a game. Uh, Amazing rivalries. They had a rivalry with Everton at some point. They had at some point one of the biggest rivalries with United. And then in their recent history, their biggest rivals have been Man City simply because they're the only ones who could challenge them for the title. As an and United and Chelsea, we'd like to thank you also there but we usually just to show up and disappear, but Liverpool have been consistently fighting Man City for the past say, 5-4 years uh, so they have massive rivals as well, beautiful ones since time immemorial and just like any other squad, Liverpool have their ups and downs and at the moment they are on their, one of their downs like this they were Touted to be one of the title contenders for the season, but ah it's I won't even chalk it up to money leaving. It's just that Liverpool have just one squad and I mean I I I don't know whether you guys get it, but three injuries or four injuries and that team goes down. I mean they have an ageing squad. They're not really signing good players and they don't even have the money to do that. They are using the same tactics Arsenal used when they built the stadium, they built the Emirates. It was just survive and be in the top four, play Champions League football and don't sign too expensive players in this transfer window. And then next season you will hopefully get some money for good transfers so for me i just say liverpool it's not over you guys are amazing you guys are the best just give your coach some money because you actually have a coach who knows ball don't lie well some people will be able to differ because one epl and one champions league in like eight years isn't much but Klopp has done his thing. I I mean, he got his team to like three finals in that period. Champions League finals, which is amazing. They have given us some of the most beautiful Champions League games we've ever seen. I mean, I remember the joys I have felt watching Liverpool, especially the one where they overturned the three-goal deficit versus Liverpool versus Barcelona. Oof. Mm, 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 mm. beautiful football that that was a beautiful day in the game of football I shit you not Ah, ah, ah. and then of course Origi was there so I know he doesn't identify as Kenyan but we will identify as Kenyan for him because hey where do you get the name Origi so they are loyal to their coaches they have beautiful football when their team is in rhythm and in sync So for Liverpool, they're just top squad that's always looking to challenge every season. I just think that if they give the coach some proper money, then they are back in it. Or they can just let him go and try and build a fresh new squad. Because their squad is literally aging and it won't hold on much longer yeah so that's liverpool i feel like i should pause there because i've been speaking for a minute so yeah let me pause and then let's go to an ad break and then i'll be back I'm back so I move on to the next squad and pff, this is squad number two the only other squad I hate now I legit hate like, like if 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 this team were to play 11 dogs on the pitch add by the dogs football kids If this team were to play against a bunch of rocks, I'd be there throwing the rocks just helping them get ahead, I mean I just hate this code, I don't even know why, this is just one of those when you're told don't inherit your family's uh, rivalries and hatreds, this one I inherited it and I just hate them. And I wish zero positive things for them. May they always suffer. May they never win anything. They do not need to exist. They are a waste of space. But they have a beautiful stadium. Yes. It pains me to say it. But that's... Oh, you just go on YouTube and Google their stadium. Beautiful. Really beautiful modern has some amazing amenities i would love to watch arsenal beat them in that stadium and this team is some north london or is it just london i've never been to i don't know some london shitty team called stratenham hotspots so Again, they find, managed to sneak in into the top six conversation simply because, like I said, they've been in a Champions League final even though they, it was one of the worst football games we've ever seen. They bottled it within the first like 10 minutes and they gave Liverpool the first Champions League winner. I don't know how many years. But, in fairness, they did beat City in the semi-final to get to that final. And it was a beautiful game with Lucas Moura doing some amazing things. So, yes, they did play beautiful football in that semi-final. And getting uh, Man City scored out of the Champions League wasn't an easy thing. Especially for their, their journey to that level. But, yeah. So, <clears throat> They've been around for a minute, yes. But, ask anyone, what's false culture? I don't know. They dribble the ball. They try to dribble the ball. But to go where? really not doing shit. They just try to pass. As in, I don't know, do they even have a style? Ask, I don't know, what style of player... Do Spurs signing. What are they usually looking for in a player? I don't get... I don't know. Because they... They're mix and match of... I think the only place where they had it right was in their goalkeeper because that's a World Cup winning goalkeeper. But... Well, they do have a world class striker that is Hurricane. And... Son is also an amazing player. And maybe one or two... Great players in the squad, but when the when a Spurs scout goes out there to look for a player for the squad, who's he usually looking for? What are the qualities? I don't understand. Because that team has never gelled. It has never been in sync. I can't remember a time where I watched Spurs play and was like, "Ooh, those guys would be a threat for the whole season." It's always they might string maybe three game wins. But it's never, we are afraid of Spurs, nobody has actually ever said we are afraid of Spurs, not even United in their last season, not Arsenal, not Liverpool, not even Chelsea have ever said, oh we are playing Spurs next, we are afraid. Because they don't even know what they are doing, as in, they've never jailed. they've never had 11 great players in the first team ever not since I started coaching football feel free to correct me but Spurs have just never played proper football so uh, they built a squad yes, uh, a stadium like I've said it's a beautiful stadium I think it's all it's good stadiums that rival it uh the arena for Bayern and maybe uh, uh, the Barnabéu and now some of the other stadiums that you really never know about unless you play FIFA or you watch Champions League. And I don't remember the names, but there are some great stadiums, but Spurs now have one of the best stadiums in the world. And it was, I, I think at this point, I'd say they built that sport, as in they built the world best wedding venue or concert hall because it's not like they play football on that page and it's not like anyone who's not a spas fan goes there to actually watch football i mean they you just watch just look at the amenities they built in that stadium it's like conference halls and i don't know toilets that flash upside down inside out i don't know features that disappear so that they can be different halves for different performances I don't know screens where like they just built a wedding venue because they know they can't play ball that's just what spas are. Club legends you tell me what club legends they have I don't know maybe because I hate them I am biased I don't know. Sips water. Mm. Why am I narrating when I drink water? It's shitty. Spas have games where they try. Like I've said, they might string three games, but they've never had synergy. They have zero belief. They have no fight. You will never see a spa. I think I've only seen maybe five games in my lifetime, five Spurs games where you could see... They did not want to give up on that game but that's not their culture Spurs going two goals down will probably just lose that game I think I can't you feel free to mention any but for me that team is never fighting for anything I think I think Spurs finishing above Arsenal has always been one of the biggest goals and if they do that each and every season, they consider that a success. Get Spurs to finish above Arsenal, Chelsea, and Man City. Let's say United are winning the league, and Spurs are second, and then third would be Chelsea and Arsenal and Man City. Summer. Let me tell you something. Spurs fans will throw up our head they would say that season was a success for them. Not because they could be twelve points below United, but as long as Arsenal, Chelsea and and, and City are below them, they literally to open top bus parade. Cause they don't know ball. Again it's a podcast, I'm allowed to say shit. Paz have one of the best oh, strikers in the world. Hurricane. They've had him for, I don't know, eight ten years. They've had Huming Son who uh, went, had to literally go carry his team to win the Asian Cup so that he could be exempted from that mandatory military thing that they do in South Korea. But he did it. So they have World class player in human zone who would fit anywhere in any other squad, maybe with the exception of Man City, because Man City is just Man City. And then they have Harry Kane, who I guarantee you, again with the exception of Man City, they fit into any other squad in the EPL. He fits in there. They've had these two players who've never threatened to leave who've always been loyal, who've been telling them we are here and they still never had frame of mind to just think hmm, how about we build a squad around these two players United have done that around big players before City are doing that around Haaland right now and he's been there for one season see uh, if Chelsea did that with Hazard, but ask Spurs why haven't you built a squad around Harry Kane and Huming Son? I have no idea. They're always, I don't know what they're trying to do, but it's never building a winning squad around your two best players. That's why it's always looking like a competition. Spurs. And and so on, have both won the Golden Boot at some point with their assists and goals. But Spurs will lose both players probably at the end of the season without having achieved anything because who Levy at the top there and whoever is the uh, football director and Anybody involved in Chelsea, are uh, Spurs, Hedges, and Spurs really don't know what they are doing. They don't know what they are fighting for. They are a squad, not a squad, they are a team from management. They're just an organization that needs to grow up and figure out what they are doing and figure out whether they just want to continue being a statistic in the EPL. Or they're actually going to try and win something, because having a billion-pound stadium means nothing to football if you're not going to challenge for anything. Hire this, filled out, make it a wedding venue, let people throw concerts in there, make your money. There is no need to play football in that squad, because it's not really helping football. You're just one of the squads that play in the epl you can still achieve that even during the championship and let great squads that really want to play ball stay in the epl i mean i don't think they have funds so they dribble I'm going nowhere their funds are i think only in london or yes it's this house pass has funds Spaz fans are not exactly fans of the squad, but they are fans of players in the squad. Case in point, there's people who started supporting Spaz because Wanyama was playing for Spaz. So there's Kenyan people who bought jerseys and stuff. There's South Koreans who support Spaz because Hyo Son is there. And there's some English players, uh, fans who support them, because the England captain Harry Kane is part of Spurs, is a captain at Spurs, and that's that. They really don't have a fan base anywhere else that I can think of, unless the places where everyone now tries to go look for fans, which is China and America, but everywhere else. <sighs> I'm tired of talking about the squad, but yeah, Spurs fans are simply fans of the players they have on the squad. When As Wanyama left, I think half of the Kenyan fans had grown that they'd cultivated here just stopped watching football. It's like when Ronaldo leaves Saudi. We will simply unfollow that squad and that's that. Some people started watching Juve games because Ronaldo was there. Some people will stop watching PSG when Messi goes back to Barcelona. And it's that. But that's what has been happening to Spurs for the longest. Now I am done with that shitty squad. Now I can start talking. No disrespect to Liverpool. But now I can actually start talking about the three the three squads that matter the most now so let's go to who now let's go to city now here's my thing are they a big club yes are they winning almost always I don't think city has gone a season without a trophy <sighs> Is that all that matters to football? No. But ask City fans. They'll probably say yes. And I don't blame them. Does anyone care about City? No. And this is what I meant when I said that. Okay, City have been around for a minute, yes. But they've really shown their teeth since they got Arab money. With the Sheikh. Buying them, I think the same owners of PSG, and they were basically just Arab money, oil money came in, and they started adopted the Bayern style. Where I remember first they stripped Arsenal into a carcass. They bought Samin Astri, They bought Bakari Sanya, They got Gael Clichy. I mean, these were just beautiful Arsenal players. They just took them. And then they brought in Big Ture. And they brought in Aguero. And they brought in Zeko. And Mario Balotelli. And City has just... They used the money. Yes. Now, when I say... Nobody cares. Here's what I mean. Uh, So... I know I'm old but uh, people like me, uh, I never got to watch play football and I actually never even got to watch Maradona play football or maybe I was too young, I don't remember but there is a generation of football fans that swears on them being the best in the world. They even argue they were better than Ronaldo and Messi. And if you ask them, they'll say they were always they'll always be better than anybody who's yet to come. Mbappé and Holland and Sancho and Saka. <coughs> Shit, I did that and I usually don't edit this, so sorry about that. Choked on my on water. Anyway, so. I didn't get to watch those guys, but I have watched Ronaldo since he's touched a football professionally. I've watched Messi since he's touched a football professionally. So my opinions are that these two are the best players in the world from people in my generation. And Haaland is going to pop in and Mbappe is going to pop in. But I'm still going to be praising Ronaldo and Messi, and that's what the other generation have been doing: with Ronaldo, with with uh, what's the name, uh, Pele and Baradona. So there is a group of fans that were born five, ten years before City got their money. Now, that's the group that's really going to be singing praises. That's the group that's going to have energy. And... Uh, the f- I don't know how to phrase this, but... They're really going to be invested in defending City as a massive club. As a legendary club. As a... Title-winning club. Because they've grown up only watching City win. You get? Like, if you ask them which is the best club in the PPM, they'll say City. Because they've never seen City lose. They grew up when City was just being bought and building a brand worldwide when they were begging fans to go watch games. They've watched them build squads, mix and match until they find their rhythm, and then they started winning. And City, since they started winning, have simply been winning, winning, winning. I think they've won four or five of the past seven EPLs, I think, with the exception of Leicester, Liverpool, and Chelsea. City have been the only EPL, have been the only other EPL winners over the past eight years. Not ten, yeah, eight. And there is that group of fans that have all their jerseys, watched for them by their parents, of course. Because anyone else who's a City fan, I'd like them to tell me, especially global fan, not... From Manchester I'd like them to tell me how they became a City fan because like Chelsea fans, City fans skipped from Arsenal, skipped from United, skipped from Liverpool they just came to the EPL or they came and started supporting the team that had money so so with other than money And trophies, how are you a City fan? Like, because anyone my age or within my age set, I don't understand it. Because there were better teams to support at the time, especially in terms of style. Because I've been looking for it. Maybe one of the reasons was that City really did try to stay relevant before they had the money, sort of like Everton. But I don't get, I believe most City fans, especially who are not from the UK, simply bolted from Arsenal and Manchester United and Liverpool. They followed the money. So, City, identity, I don't know. Their style of play, I think they've had Pellegrini, they've had, I forget the name of, of of the coach that won the league, the first title, because I remember Balotelli Aguero. I I forget the name of the coach, but they've had maybe three coaches, since since the Arab money, maybe four at most and each coach brings a different style of play and the reason I am afraid to say they have an, a footballing identity is because they've always been able to buy players to build squads around or just buy big players and just decide is the game we're going to play? And once they're done, they kick them out and start again. And they've always had—I mean, City's backup team has always had a backup. Team. Like City has two squads, two first team squads. Like the the first four years, five years of Pep, you could. Even now, actually, you could pick a player off the bench and they'd still fit in to any other squad in the EPL first team. As in, you'd see, you know, you'd see Sterling scoring two goals and then you'd see Sané warming up and then Bernardo Silva warming up and you're like, what's going on? I mean, you already three, four goals ahead. Why are you bringing other big guns into the game? You'd see Gundogan warming up. You'd see... uh, uh, What's the other silver? The Great Silver. I forget his first name. They had Big Toure controlling the midfield at some point. They had company, And then, I mean, they've always had amazing goalkeepers. They've always had amazing defenders. Amazing mid, amazing strikers. They had Aguero, Balotelli, and Zeko. And you just said, hey, what's going on? This code is just massive. So, the style is probably possession and some movement, pass, possession, pass, possession. I think Pep literally cries when he sees a player have more than three touches because the style is get the ball, don't lose the ball, Pass it to someone else, confuse the opponent's possession and get yourself into good positions. I'd say the fans they're only relevant because Manchester United fans make them relevant because that's how they manage to sneak in a rivalry as being the noisy neighbors. Do uh, we care about them? Like I said, they've had. Uh, zero cultural impact on football for this generation so i said the generation that's going to care about what city does are not even old enough to buy their own jerseys now there's like eight years left or 10 years before they'd have enough money to buy original jerseys from the club shop and ship them to the country using their own money. Those are the ones who will now have a a skin in the game and be able to defend City. Because nobody from my generation of football fans can really speak on City as a squad and have anyone else listen to them. So... For me, City is important, yes, because they keep the EPL relevant in the Champions League for a minute. I feel like they are ruining it at some point because they are turning the EPL into some version of Bundesliga or La Liga, where every season uh, begins with, uh, I even digress, I even forget. It's a train of thought Good. <clears throat> I feel like city just came in to ruin the party and didn't even bring like think of uh, those cultural days that you used to have and everybody's just coming in oh this is who we are this is how we play this is what happens in our country this is what, happen- this is what happens in my community and then city just comes in dancing but one player is dancing rumba another one is dancing chakacha, another one is dancing hip-hop another one is miming and they just come in and they're, they're like so what's your culture what have you brought for us to copy and admire and 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 check to our people and they're like nothing just yet watch you you have to win stuff one player will shine another one will shine And we will look at what you guys have and we will sign those players from you and we will take them with us and then we will win this competition and then two years down the line we will bring a different sort of culture. They just came in and didn't give us anything to even want to take home. They just took the weak ones or our strongest actually, I won't lie, they will take our strongest, the ones who needed the money. And just left the rest of us to continue playing football the way we know without disappointing our fans. But city are trying and they are doing something about forming an identity and a culture. And like I've said, 10-15 years from now, there's going to be a whole different group of fans that are really going to be defending city with a passion and we won't be able to blame them because they have seen their team win and nothing lasts forever united fans arsenal fans liverpool fans we saw our teams win and then we've gone through a phase where they want winning stuff and we defend our squads to the core and I feel like there's a group of city fans that are going to be able and will have the right to do that Just not now that city isn't for this generation they are disruptors but it's okay because like I said the stakeholders at this moment the fan movements we don't care what city do we'll just let that generation come in and give them the flowers they deserve for whatever they're building now because they didn't have shit before the culture their format basically is buy the best players alive win trophies damn the consequences ffp which is financial fair play what's that even what's that again i mean just chelsea and city but the reason i remember i said in the first bit it's no longer that important that issue because with united almost getting bought by arab money chelsea still have a rich sugar daddy money because again how how do you spend 300 million? Sign nine players in a January transfer. That should never happen. So they have the money. United are getting Arab money. City have Arab money. Newcastle are coming to the game with Arab money. Leicester tried with the Asian money, but it wasn't enough. But I am sure five years down the line, we'll have an extra team being bought out by Arab money. And then it will simply... Level the playing field. We won't be able to complain about City having money and Chelsea having money. It will just be like, now everyone has money. So now what's next to complain about? The size of a stadium. Like, let's just go. I'm sure Arsenal fans, Liverpool fans, we will be left out in the cold because our owners don't look like they want to sell. Nobody's looking to buy us meaning we'll still have to struggle with academic players and building squads every three years and hoping that we can beat the money squads. But at least I get the feeling it won't always be city. But for now, it's your city. You just do you. Jibambe anybody you want to win? Win Surely support you. You just win. Win by the it's all good. They they do build. Great squads and they build squads that gel and they build squads that play beautiful football you can always enjoy a city game because Pep knows ball Pep is a legend of football I think Pep, Angelotti Mourinho Benitez uh, Felipe Scolari Focus on Wenger. Uh, I forget some others, but Pep is among those top names. Top names that no bother. and <laughs> uh, Dechamps from France. I think he quit. he was fired. And I forget the name of the German coach who won this squad I supported. The Germans, the World Cup in. 2012, and 2014, I think. Yes, that's. Those are some amazing coaches who know what they're doing. I will mention Simeon, but at some point, you can only stay long enough to see yourself as a villain. So, he's like Moyes at Everton. Knows what he's doing, doing it really well, but it's not bearing fruits. Be like Wenger. See that your time is done and just go be a legend outside there literally coach a national team go to Juve give them something else come to Manchester United just don't come to Arsenal don't need Arsenal players who are looking to fight every other squad literally fist next now the other team that I respect (sighs) Almost limited, but yeah, it's right up there. Manchester United. What's their style of play? Uh, United, United, uh, attack, 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 quick passing, and looking for goals like that. United, quick, quick passes, and they can. Send balls to the front, uh, look for goals, just attack. That's what I've been seeing since Ferguson errors. It was never really about possession. Not that I remember. Uh, Contribution to football culture. Top, like up there. You really can't say you loved football if you don't put United in the name, in in your list. One of the teams that gave APL its name, Uh, do they have a culture? Yes. Do they have an amazing fan base? (sighs) They have a massive fan base. Do I like them? Not really. Do I hate them? Not really. Is the banter between myself and them amazing? Yes. It's one of the best teams to banter and they always throw some amazing shit away. Do we love it when they lose? Yes. Do they love it when we lose? Yes. But they know their ball. They have a history. They have a culture. They have an identity. Do they lose it every now and then? Yes. Like every other squad. But you can always tell Anytime United are building a squad, you can tell they're trying to get back to something. They're trying to get back to their roots. So United are always consistent looking consistently looking to be fighting for something they might get some disappointing results but i'm always seeing them like they're they're always looking They're fighting for something they are looking to get some, uh, either it's top four just like arsenal or to win a cup i uh, one of the best things i've ever seen in football was when mourinho was their coach he said i really can't do much with this squad and there was that point you could see mourinho went like fuck the epl But I'm winning something here. And he put his best squad in the Europa League. The stars were aligned for them. Yes, because they didn't get massive opposition. But Mourinho at that point was like, I am getting Champions League football. And the only way I'm getting it is by winning the Europa League. And boy, did they do that. And I was pissed. Pissed. But they did it. They got Champions League football. And that was because it was a decision made by Mourinho. The EPL is gone. Why keep fielding the best squad there? Doesn't matter what results we get there. What was the goal? Champions League football. Is there another route to that that, that is it to, to that goal? Yes. So instead of going through Ngara, he decided Forest Road, I'm still going to make it to town. The goal is to get to Nairobi, Nepal. And he did that. And that was one of the best things the things I've seen in football. They're always looking, they're always fighting for something. They are the original money spenders, which is why I never really understood United bantering city over money. Because Ferguson really spent some money on some signings in his heyday. He took one pass from us. I still don't blame van persie for going cuz he like harry kane had done all equal for one squad and he really needed to win something for his career to be top to be considered top tier and legendary and i'm happy united gave him that i hate united for doing it but i don't hate van persie for it yeah i think I am a bigger hater of Fabregas because he supported Chelsea in the Europa League final against us but Fabregas van not really, he's still a national legend for me Yeah, but many would beg to disagree which is okay but I understand the same way I understand how Oscar left Chelsea for China for Shanghai Shenhua and he said, I'm a human being first, I come from poverty, I need to feed my family and bring my entire, build generation wealth from my family and I can't do that on the Chelsea salary and he went to China and I get it. And Van Persie, he did a trophy and he did that with Manchester United. But I hate Manchester for that, I have no beef with Van Persie. But yes, Manchester is a well-run squad. They have a shitty stadium that's very old. But they're about to get new Arab owners who are promising heaven. So let's see whether that helps. But I I, I don't want to praise United too much. But they're always trying to do something with their squad. They get it wrong sometimes. <laughs> they got it really wrong with Ole. And Ragnik. But who am I to judge? Hey, so, like, Arsenal is doing any better at that point. But I'd say, uh, if you are looking to start being a football fan, and you're looking for a team to support, uh United wouldn't be a bad place to start I'd hate you But You'd be supporting a proper property Cause They know Where they're going They're just Using the wrong tires On their vehicle to get there But they will get there at some point The fans are really shitty But they're loyal And they know what football looks like They know what football feels like where it should be i don't like the squad but there are maybe five united are maybe five or six signings from from winning the epl yeah maybe five or six proper signings from winning the epl and then finally i go to my arsenal now culture. I mean, ask anyone. Even Chelsea, ask them. Identity. (laughs) Please. Style. (laughs) Do do I even need to speak on Arsenal style? Please. Please. Beautiful football. Watch games. Watch games. I mean, Arsenal. Mm, Fantastic team. Fan base. The best fan base ever. With the exception of AFTV, which is Arsenal Fans TV. Those guys are entertainers. They are jokers. We have to tolerate them, but they do not speak for Arsenal fans. But we can't stop someone from being a fan, so you do you people. But you really give fodder to our haters. You allow them. Hate us even more because you give them. All the tools they need to even create more content to banter us, but we are not thin skinned, so do you, Jibambini, by the Arsenal has never been relegated, Arsenal has always had goals, they've always been fighting for something, just never gets there. And this is coming from a lifelong fan, very loyal fan. Like Liverpool and United and Chelsea, we have American owners who, like I said, we' always just, they're always just looking for profit. they're basically looking to take pounds in profit and go invest them in American squads. but what can we do? we're just funds, we don't own the squad so When I say Arsenal has beautiful football, it means you go through footage of every season and there's always some beautiful games, whether we want something or not, there's always some beautiful games where you can just watch that game and be mmm, mm mm. That's what football is about. It's just beautiful. It's sexy. It's silky smooth. It's almost like watching Barcelona play. It's almost similar. Any other team that plays the Arsenal plays in the Premier League will be Manchester City. It's just smooth, sexy, beautiful, amazing football. Mm. Most loyal fans alive are Arsenal fans. Now, I I need to speak on the move from Highbury to Emirates. That move we survived because of anger i think his target was simply finish top four and champions league money make uh the use of the little money that we have to make any signings possible that can just get us to the next champions League, to the next champions league until you're able to be in a financial position to actually sign players and uh, remember when we unai emery lost us in the europa league and got us we were in the top four and then we just were sent down up to position six in the final few games of the season i remember being super pissed because i knew we're never getting back to the champions league that easily we'd have to fight because we could see where every other sport was at but we survived. We managed. And that, all of that was thanks to Wenger. We, he is really underappreciated for those final five, seven years of his career. But he got us through that. Now, let me speak on this season. I know most people say, oh, Arsenal will make every excuse. Oh, they never wanted, they, they now say they never wanted to win the league. No, you guys said, eh, and I have no chances of winning the league at the beginning of the season. I think people had us pegged at sixth, and we actually got to believe it. And we were like, cool, what's the goal? Champions League football, fine. And then the season went on and went on, and we were like, top of the table, if we are winning. And we got to believing that we are winning the league. And it's been a beautiful feeling. And I will say this. Do I want us to win the league? Yes. Is it still possible? Mm, Yes. Mathematically. Is it likely? No. Will I count this season as a loss? Heck no. You know why? Because I can't for the love of me. Remember the last time I had this much fun as a national fan for an entire season. Like all the banter was coming from me. Going in another direction. Every other season, I've had five games where I could throw banter, and then ten games or five games where banter is coming my because it had so many ups and downs. But this has been the one season since, I don't know, since Bukayo was in the academy, since Arshavin, since Javinu, since Kokalin. Like, I'm just throwing Arsenal names out there. Since Giroud, Sanchez, since Vieira that we've had, since the Maestro Nastri and one of the best players we've had, Santi Cahola. I mean, there was a time Odegaard, who is now my captain, was being followed by cameras from BBC, CNN, Al Jazeera, everywhere just wondering where is this one decade going to go and i had no hopes of him ever coming to i knew we couldn't afford it and he is now my captain football is beautiful and this season has been the one season in i don't know how many years of my life as a fan where i have enjoyed watching arsenal football where i have watched arsenal football with some belief i mean i am a big game of thrones fan i watched every season religiously the final season i watched it i was staying up to wait for every release just to watch game of thrones now is it one of the best series ever yes is it the bestest ever no why Because they ruined it with the final two seasons. Now, I stayed pissed at Game of Thrones for like two years. But then it hit me. I'm hating this thing because of how it ended. Instead of thanking them for their amazing feelings and their amazing ups and downs. And the great writing, great acting. Just the beauty of Game of Thrones and that's how it remained a success for me because i loved that series i loved the characters i loved the the thrills the joys the deaths the ups and downs of that series it was just beautiful beautiful and that's how i consider arsenal season they might be ending it horribly the way they did game of thrones but i refuse to call this season a failure because, man, we might not win the league. I pray we do. I really pray we do. Because, man, I'd love it. I'm on my knees praying. But I know it's not likely we will win. But I want the players to know that I thank them for this season. Man, I have enjoyed this season. The band I have had to throw. The beautiful football, I have watched the massive comebacks, the great goals, the joys of being top of the table, the joys of seeing beautiful goals, the joys of beating our rivals, the joys of beating United, Chelsea. I don't remember what happened with Liverpool. The hopes that we might even beat City. (laughs) delusional <laughs> hopes of beating city because we've never beaten city in I don't know how long but we had hope and I know they say it's a hope that kills you but man it's having a fun season for me I have enjoyed it, I have been going to games not scared, my jersey has been on me every time we are playing because it's a beautiful game so you banter you have fun with it, but I am not calling this season a failure. We are back in the Champions League, yes. We've had one of the best seasons. We've had one of our best points tallies. We have the youngest, one of the youngest squads in the EPL. We have a well oiled machine and a squad. We just need some amazing subs, but I can't remember the last time. I was, I would see Arsenal about to make a sub, and I'm excited that someone coming in might change the game. Like nowadays, I see, oh, they're taking off Martinelli. Who's coming in? Trossard, fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, they're taking off. Who's that going out? Who's that going out? It's Gabriel. Who's coming in? Who's coming in? Ah, Saliba, fantastic. I mean, there's someone on the bench that makes sense. It makes sense why they're coming in. Makes sense. Because we have the squad for it. Do we need more signings? Yes. Do we need another goalkeeper? Yes. Do we need to bolster that mid and that defense? Yes. Do we need someone else other one party? Party is good. But injuries? Mm-mm. The defense, we need two more salibas. We need a Gabriel. We need a right back. Yes, we need so many other people. Then White is a mid a center back. Why they know not a right back? He's just been really good in that position. But yes, it's been beautiful. I have enjoyed watching Arsenal play. I have gone to games. If Arsenal is playing Ali kick-off, I'll be there with my pals watching football from Ali kick-off time to 30 p.m., All the way to 8.30pm when the final game of the day ends. Because you've been enjoying football from the beginning of the day. Arsenal didn't let you down for the early kickoff. You didn't need to go home disappointed. That has been my Arsenal squad for this season. Now I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine me being a fan of Arsenal since Wenger... Well, since those of us who thought Arsenal is named Arsenal because of us and Wenger. i to close your eyes and imagine that me as a fan, I watched us get cheated out of a Champions League final in the year 2006. I watched that game. I want you to think of us getting to the Europa final. I want you to, 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 to see me watching our squad getting a golden trophy for going through the season unbeaten. I want you to imagine being knocked out by either Bayern or Barcelona from the Champions League for like five seasons in a row. It was either of the two, like they were. And I want you to imagine us having arri- rivals like Manchester United and Chelsea who build a squad just to win a trophy and then break it up. To imagine all those highs and lows, to imagine watching some beautiful tiki-taka football from um, our teams, and then picture all those ups and downs, and then now come to this season and imagine a season where we've been top, we've enjoyed zero banter, being top for an entire season imagine how good that must feel how good that sort of break must feel and then you tell me whether it's not great being a national fan, whether you'd really hate the team for what's happening now this is my season I love this team I just know next season won't happen won't go the way this one is because Newcastle will make signings with Arab money Manchester United will be bought out and will make signings with Arab money Pep will do what Pep does and will make signings with Arab money Chelsea might actually get an amazing coach and sell off some players and actually build a squad so next season is going to be a massive fight Liverpool will get money so this was our chance probably lost it But it has been beautiful up to this point, man. I have loved that football. So I need the team to just hold their heads high. And I want to thank them for what they've done, what they've given to us as the fans. And hopefully they can do it way better next time. But if you're looking to be a fan of a squad, then you really cannot go wrong with us, you know. They're the best team in the world. They have the best fans in the world. And they've given us some amazing memories. And I pray for those of you who are jumping ship from your squads, please don't come to us enough. We need loyal fans. We are not here to take the weaklings. of the longest podcasts I've ever done I feel like if I do more nobody's going to listen so thank you for listening leave a comment, leave a like, leave a share tell me what you think Uh, throw banter, throw shade on what you think about my analysis of football unless you are Chelsea or a Spurs fan then I really don't care about what you have to say your opinion doesn't matter it is not valid the dreams are not valid You do not add any value to football. I don't care about you. Your squads are shit. You're a waste of space. Leave the APL. Anything negative you can think of. Apply it to your team. I don't care about you. Just... Okay, I won't go too far. The power of the tongue, as my grandmother has always said, powerful. So, I hate you if you are Chelsea or Spurs fan. For the rest, let's continue playing football. Let's continue enjoying football. Let's continue being fans and bring on the banter. And I love this game. It's just a joy to be a footballer and a national fan. And look out for something very different from me in line in terms of football with an amazing, amazing partner who really knows ball. And something is coming up, something juicy, something beautiful that you're really going to love to listen to. So football is probably going to leave this platform and go somewhere else but yeah i'm going to bring something this was just a test run for me to see whether i actually have content to cover even one episode of a podcast but i feel like i've done three episodes in one podcast in one uh, three episodes in one episode so i believe i can do this i have enough to say thank you for keeping me company thank you for listening and catch you on the next one to let me for I think legal like yet. Cheers, people. Bye-bye.